We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I am Adam Zadrug, joined by Chris Owen, who is joining us at 6.44 a.m. in the morning where he's located. Chris, do you have enough coffee in you, and are you ready to make some successful bets? I think we got a couple good bets, and most importantly, last week we hit our parlay so we're gonna look to try to do that again this week and uh yeah what's what's going on uh going on out there in michigan uh all good all good things in michigan is not 6 45 in the morning so that, that's a positive <laughs> right there uh we've had some good weather but yeah as you said tough bets uh, i think what stood out to me here four of the top favorites are away from home and that kind of makes things a little more difficult you have tottenham those odds have moved. Tottenham was the biggest favorite this week, but you got this nice handy cheat sheet, rotowire.com slash soccer trial, free 10-day trial. You can get this. You just got to click on uh, the fan team cheat sheet. just shows all 10 teams and, you know, all 10 lineups as well on one page, which, you know what, you can't get that anywhere else. So shout out to Rotowire. Shout out to us, actually. Uh, hmm. So shout out to us and our, our team parlay. We're going to get another parlay. We're going to get some games. Chris ha- has a busy day ahead of him, so hopefully we'll we'll pick up the pace here. But, you know, I say that. Uh, it never happens. But I, I got a betting <laughs> article out for game week three. You can check that out. Hit the sports betting page. So first up, the first game we're talking about. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, Fulham against Brentford. Uh, we always want to do one of the games that, you know, it doesn't stand out in most people's minds and this Fulham-Brentford game. Uh, it stood out to us. So we're picking this one. Two teams that have had, I'd, I'd say, pretty successful starts, uh, all things considered, to uh, after first two games here. But we got Fulham at home, our favored, plus 145, and then Brentford plus 190. As you can see in the odds, they actually haven't changed that much despite – you know, what has happened uh, over their first two matches. And then you got over two and a half goals, minus 105, under two and a half goals, minus 115. Are you kind of surprised here that the odds actually haven't changed in the past 10 days? I, I guess since Brentford, you know, took down Manchester United. I guess I, I'm a little surprised, but I mean, Fulham have gotten 
two pretty good results here for at least for Fulham. They they've you know two two against Liverpool. That's a great result, and then zero zero. Um, that was at home or I guess away at Wolves too, which is another good result. They went on the road in the Premier League, never easy for anybody, and they got a result. It was zero zero. They they could have won it had uh, Mitrovic finished that penalty. So it's like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe the, those odds are kind of in line with what we've seen at least on the pitch. And then on the other hand, I you know you could definitely argue that Brentford could be a little bit more favored given that they uh, drew Lee uh, Leicester City in the first match two two and then just put a a thrashing on Manchester United last Saturday when it was four zero three zero in the first half. So you could argue, you know. Brentford could be a little bit more favorite here, but I think that just the way that Fulham have, have came through with a couple of results in tough places, that's kind of why we haven't seen these move a whole lot. Yeah, I kind of wanted Brentford to be actually a favorite. That would that have helped, as yeah. we'll see as we get into my bet here. Because uh, I, I am leaning on Fulham here. So, I mean, we look at the results. Could have had a win at Wolverhampton. Pretty solid right there. They got a point from Liverpool in the opener. And Brentford, I think most of this bet it, that I'm, it's kind of stretching out uh, to where uh, more than I, I want to want to, but I'm kind of going big in my bet. So I'll just put these on the screen here. I'm going full of money line. So I can't, my, my thought process on this was wow. take Fulham to win. Uh, Fulham to win was plus 145. And it only made sense to take it over one and a half goals because I don't think Fulham are going to win one to nil. So I'm just going to get better odds on this, and I'm going to take Fulham to win and over one and a half goals. At plus 110, you can get that at DraftKings. So, again, I think it's pretty self-explanatory here that over one and a half goals, that's fine. But Brentford, I think the thing is we look at their away results. They were down 2 nil at Leicester and kind of maybe fluky, maybe, you know, sure they got those goals uh, at Leicester, managed the draw. Still not sold in their performances away from home. Thomas Frank is awesome. Uh, he's a great coach. I, I love his his warm-up speeches and all that. I do think that they ride their home fans a lot, and that's kind of where this bet is coming from. It's kind of tough taking Fulham, you know, a recently promoted team to win, but you look at Brentford away last season, you got the negative nine goal differential, nine losses from 19 matches. Seems like a stretch a little bit, but I do like Fulham. And I, I just want to point out that we pick these three matches that we talk about. They aren't our best bets. So we're picking three random matches. We have to find bets that we like for these. Uh, so I just want to give like a caveat here uh, to the audience. Like these are not our our best bets overall the slate. These are our best bets for the random matches that we tend to select. So uh just want to throw that out there to, to the yeah, listener. You know, yeah, Adam, appreciate you giving out that caveat as we look at my <laughs> one four and one record here on the on the front of the screen. A lot of transparency uh, Adam, on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're full transparency. We believe in that here on this show, and you can see Adam's four and two right right there to start the season. So maybe you want to take a closer look at Fulham money line and over one and a half goals at plus two ten. Also, love the fact that you're giving out a plus two hundred bet here. You know, typically we're we're kind of hovering. A little bit lower than that, just because from an odds perspective. But yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I mean, see, I I felt like Brentford could have arguably been a bit more. Uh, you know, what is it? Plus one ninety five, plus one eighty five money line. Yeah, plus one ninety. Yep. Yeah. Well, Fulham is plus one forty five. I think I lost. I last saw. So 
while they're playing at home, you know, Brentford's come out and they've gotten two big results and they went away. I guess they were at home against Manchester United last weekend, but still, you know, anytime and we'll get into Manchester United, but it's still, it's like, that's a, that's one of the biggest, I guess on the broadcast, they were saying one of the biggest wins in their club history, which I, which is probably not false, but interesting enough. Anyways, um, for my bet here on this particular match, I went over two and a half goals minus one ten. Um, in the first Brentford, they've got six goals in their first two games, four against Manchester United, and then was it two against who is the they had two against um, Leicester City. So yeah. Leicester City have shipped what six goals in their first game in their first two games. Same with Manchester United. So they they faced two back lines here, here who have not not played great. And then Fulham, on the other hand, they've only allowed two goals and that two goals was to Liverpool in the first game. And then um, they were held Wolverhampton to a shutout. So um, I think just based on the fact that Brentford's been involved in a couple, a couple games here where there's been a lot of goals, I like the over two and a half and you get slightly better odds than the under two and a half, which is minus minus one fifteen. not a big, not a big, huge change, but you know, if you're, if you're looking at the two, I think the over just makes a little bit more sense here. Um, yeah, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. Agree with that. Uh, another stat here uh, for last season, Brentford away matches had uh, 18 more goals than their home matches. Uh, so that's that's pretty big. That's a big number. Yeah. Uh, their defense just isn't as good away from home. Those games seem to be a little more open, and that's – I like that bet too. You gave your bet for I that may have been one of my other decisions there, but I so I like that nice. as well. Next yeah, game we got one, sure go real ahead. Real quickly here, I, I had one more thing to say. Um dating back to last season, I forgot to say this in my original spiel. Um, but dating back to last season, um in Bradford's last away match, last eight away matches, it's been they've the over two and a half goals has hit in each game. That's a good trend. That's a pretty good trend right there. Leave it that. We just need like uh, I'll take. We could take a two-one Fulham win, a three-two Fulham win. We'll we'll take something like that. And I don't think yeah, perfect. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility either. So yeah, let Nick, let the Kits and Wagers podcast eat. Let's eat. Let's see to Sunday, Manchester City at Newcastle. Another match where you know these odds haven't changed. I guess last week we were looking at odds from a month ago and now the line movement only goes back about 10 days because we're getting changes every day kind of a thing as as more people are betting here we got manchester city minus 275 to win at newcastle who are plus 750 and then the draw is plus 400 and over two and a half goals minus 170 over three and a half goals is plus 145 and what under two and a half goals Plus one thirty. I think we're kind of we're kind of thinking the same thoughts. We haven't really talked about this, but what do you think? Do you think Newcastle are going to put up a fight in this spot? I, I, you know, I guess I do. Um, looking at this, I was doing a little research last night, and I was kind of looking at it. And first of all, I looked at the first two results from this season. You know just to get a, a very small sample size, but to kind of understand how both teams have played. Newcastle uh, have shut out their first two opponents in their first two games. So, you know, they're, they're obviously playing well. None of those teams are Manchester City, let's be clear. But I think it was not Nottingham Forest and then Brighton. So two two teams not, you know, not great uh, from an attacking perspective. And then City, of course, have shut out 
both West Ham and Bournemouth. Uh, and then another factor in that is, you know, on this little rotowire.com, we got this um, handy little cheat sheet. You can kind of look down at what teams have conceded. And I was just looking at the amount of scoring chances that have been conceded by both teams. Classically, you know, what we expect from Manchester City is that they don't ex- they don't concede many scoring chances. They're averaging three scoring chances conceded per 90 minutes. And as I mentioned, Bournemouth and West Ham, not the greatest attacks. While Newcastle have allowed six scoring chances per 90 minutes. And uh, that's Sid Nottingham Forest and Brighton. So neither team really letting the uh, opposing side into their into their box and you know giving them great chances to score so you know that I, when i looked at that i was like oh man i might have to bet the under here and that the, the under two and a half is plus 130 but then when you look at the previous results which has been just a, a bit of a bloodbath we've had last season we had a 5-0 and 4-0 for manchester city so the, the over three and a half hit twice and then part of that it was three four two zero five oh so I think four four of the last six matches we've had over four over three and a half goals. So, I guess all in all, I would say that I'm, I'm not quite sure. But I, I historically we like the um, we like the fact that uh, the overs have hit consistently. Um, while Newcastle has played well from a defensive perspective in their first two games. All that said, I think Newcastle are a chain. You know, they're a different team, so it's a lot like. And I'm and I'm I've spoke, spoken way too long about this already, but it's a lot like when you when you first go to college, you know, you get you get in your first semester, and this is and I'm referring to Newcastle's, you know, new ownership, new manager, back to last season. You don't know how to manage your time, you don't know how to how to be a real adult, and then now you get into your second semester, you you're starting to realize, okay, like I have to go do this, I got to do this, then this is due then, um, and so now that they've had a manager and they've had you know a, a, a solid uh, solid backing from the ownership, they're I feel like they're kind of a new team, you know, you, we we're expecting different things from them, and you know I don't think it's out of line to expect them to to at least hang with Manchester City on Sunday, and that's why I'm going Newcastle plus one and a half. You're getting minus one thirty, so the bet isn't you know you're not going to go home and and to take the Brinks truck out. But I still think that uh, Newcastle can can at least lose by one goal here, and, and you're going to get it minus 130. So sorry that I went on way too long there, but uh, that's all to say that I think Newcastle's playing a little bit better than they, they have in the past, and there's a, a variety of reasons for that. Yeah, let's take the Brinks truck out. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I actually – so – I changed my bet. Good thing you talked a long time because I had to update the graphic. So in my article, <laughs> I'll give a secret to my article. I took under two and a half goals and I originally put under three and a half goals as like a, sorry, under three goals as like a safe bet at minus 130. And then I I decided those things are too close. So my goal here is not to use the same bets on this show that I have in my article. So this is completely different. I'm going no on both teams to score. And this is basically going with Manchester City to win 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, 5-0. Um, I do agree with Chris's bet, though. I do think Newcastle are going to put up a fight. That's kind of why I think I like the under 2.5. But this is kind of some safety here. So in case Man City do get you know a 3-0 win, that I am kind of safe here with, with knowing both teams to score. Obviously, if Newcastle get one, then that, that kind of changes things. But... I think Newcastle are going to play better than what we saw last season. It was 5-0 uh, when these teams last met. But Newcastle, much better team at home. Uh, you know, they were at Brighton last week. And 
didn't really look like the same Newcastle team we saw in the first week as we've seen at home this season. I guess it's only been one match, but going back to last season, they put up a fight against Liverpool when they're at home. Uh, they took it to Arsenal at home at the end of last season. I think Newcastle put up a fight here. I think it's going to be kind of a rock fight. I don't think Manchester City are going to get a lot of quality looks. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. But knowing both teams to score, hoping that you know Newcastle don't get a counter goal late or, or something like that if it's 2-0 and hoping they don't get a late goal or something like that. Similar to to what you know Everton did against Aston Villa last week and kind of lost Chris one of his pet bets. Sorry to remind yeah, you was, of that one, but that was a little bit heartbreaking. But that's okay. That, that's that's the game. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, I think what if we get uh, we can get a one nil result and that'll that'll hit for us. But uh, that's that's the only result I believe that. Uh, I guess if it's a scoreless draw, we we book, we can win that one as well. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight one for both of us to win. But uh, th- there are ways for that to happen. Yeah, and if you're thinking, you know, just because we've hyped Newcastle up with their you know their recent results, if you're thinking about taking them, I honestly would totally avoid that. Uh, just because you know, looking back, the last time Newcastle got a a, a draw even was uh, November of 2019. And you got even you got to turn back the clock even further for the last time Newcastle actually beat Manchester City. Last time that happened was in uh, October of 2014. That was in the League Cup, and um, you know, just look at the lineups here; it's kind of wild. A little walk down memory lane, but Rolando Aaron's got the winner, or he he got a goal and a two nil two nil result for Newcastle. And funny enough, but James Milner was in the starting eleven for Manchester City that day. Wow! Wow! Um, another note, I think it was from my article last 11 matches for new last 11 home matches for Newcastle. They haven't allowed more than one goal. Um, I'm saying that off of memory. It could be incorrect, but I'm pretty sure it's correct. Uh, so go to the, go to Adam's, uh, article. If you need it's correct more. in the article. Yes. Just go there. Yeah. Yeah. So the next match is, uh, I didn't say this earlier, but so Chris has his, his Liverpool kit, his Liverpool mug. I knew we were talking about this match, so I just, I, you know, I got this out. I got the Vodafone. I got the Vodafone Manchester wow. United. But also, I, I have a, a cup here. Oh, Manchester goodness. United Cup. Wow. I'm not even a Manchester United fan, but uh, that's that's the kind of Premier League support that we have on the show. So we got... Good Lord. <laughs> we got Liverpool. There, there. I'll get into it in a second. Okay. You go ahead. Liverpool, uh, this one has changed a little bit. About 10 days ago, Liverpool were minus 145. And then it went to minus 235. Now now they're minus 170. I assume after the Darwin Nunes red card, after another draw for them, and then we got Manchester United to win at home, plus 425. Draw is plus 340. Over... Well, over two and a half goals is minus 195, so that's nothing right there. But over three and a half goals, plus 125, and under two and a half is plus 145. So what are your thoughts on this game? Liverpool, a couple draws. Manchester United just got blown out against Brentford, and it seems like Manchester United are in the same position as they were last season. So Eric Ten Hag, it has not worked for him. This one is kind of hard because – is Ronaldo going to start after what happened last match? Who's going to start for Manchester United? I guess they, they can't really change too many things up. 
Uh, we could see like Malasia start, the young left back for, for Luke Shaw. We could see uh, Lissandro Martinez removed from the starting 11. Is Roberto Firmino, is he healthy enough to start? We got some questions here. And so that's yeah. that's the main thing. What, what, what are your thoughts here for Liverpool? We're coming away with more questions than we are answered at this <laughs> yeah. point. Um, yeah. I, I, there's it's there, there there hasn't there's been so many words said about Manchester United I feel like in you know a number of different podcasts that I you know it's like we're, we can't say enough about it right now but Lissandro Martinez at center back 5-8 prior to Darwin Nunez uh, getting sent off against Crystal Palace Monday I was like frothing at watching <laughs> watching him play against Lissandro Martinez but uh, we're not going to get that opportunity we'll probably have to wait for a little bit later in the season um, and also Harry Maguire, you know, everyone's least favorite center back. But, uh, yeah, first of all, you know, Adam's just trolling me here. He's got the Manchester United <laughs> kit on, and then he's got the, uh, the the mug going there, too, or the glass, the pint glass. Um, notably, not, fill, not filled with beer at uh, 10 o'clock local. You um, don't know that. Maybe he's already tossed him back. But, uh, um, yeah, so – I'm curious to see. It looks like Bobby Firmino's probably going to start. He's coming back from an injury, so I'll be curious. I'll be interested to see if he actually plays a full ninety. I doubt it. And then who they bring on? Maybe Carvajal, Carvajal, or comes on and 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 plays a significant amount from the Carvalho. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Um, he hasn't Fabio. got enough playing time. He's calling Fabio. Yeah. Fabio, yeah, uh, incredible hair. He's you know Bruno Mars look like. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't, we'll see if he comes on or if they stick, you know, Salah up top. I, I think they've done that a little bit when Mane has been out in the past. But, uh, yeah, I mean, last season it was 5-0, 4-0 um, Liverpool. And I think for me per- personally, I just don't know what to expect from this game as a whole. Manchester United are obviously struggling. They, you know, the uh, Fred McTominay midfield feels like it might get dominated. But on the other hand, Liverpool have also struggled to start the season. I mean, 2-2 against Fulham. And then the 1-1 result on Monday against Crystal Palace where Darwin Nunez was sent off. Uh, I will say, I look. I guess the expected goals for that game, Liverpool had like a, over four goals, ex, uh, expected goals. Obviously, you know, that stat's not for everybody, but I think it's it's an important context. So they're still getting those opportunities. They maybe just not aren't finishing in them. But if I'm going to get into my bet here, because we're, we have no idea about what we actually think about this game, I'm going to stick to something that we know well, and that's Mohamed Salah scoring goals. Um, he's at minus 120, which I thought was pretty friendly. In the past, Salah has scored. I was looking at it last season. I think he scored two goals in the later fixture, and then in the first – the first fixture, he, he scored three goals and provided an assist. So he's got five goals against Manchester United last season. I'd have to go back to the season before, but, you know, let's let's stick to a player that we know. And with Darwin Nunez out, with, you know, no more Sadio Mane, a little bit uh, unclear what Liverpool are going to do up front if Bobby Firmino is not able to go. Let's let's stick with Mohamed Salah scoring goals, something that we all know so well. So that's uh, minus 20, and that's my bet. I'm actually going to give you better odds here. Uh, really? Just see, nice. So at FanDuel, you can get plus 100 for Salah to score. So there you go. Ooh, we like that. Yeah, it seems seems kind of low. Uh, you know, he is uh, – I'm looking at one of our cheat sheets right now. Uh, he has worse odds to score than Jamie Vardy, 
home against Southampton and worse out to score than Harry Kane and Son. So there you go. And I guess Holland. Uh, Holland, it seems like he's going to have the best odds to score every week, uh, no matter who Manchester City play. But he's minus one thirty-five at Newcastle. So, yeah. But yeah, for my bet, uh, I believe in my article. I took. Uh, actually, I'm not going to say it. that's a secret. You got to read my article to find out what that bet is. <laughs> wow, but, what a teaser! Um, this one is kind of. Uh, I, I I think it, it must have been last week when we talked Liverpool Crystal Palace when I liked your bet more than my under two and a half, and then my under two and a half hit. So maybe I should. Maybe I should have faith in my actual picks here, uh, but uh, both teams to score, no draw. So this is kind of counting on Manchester United to score, which is kind of the kind of the iffy thing in this one. Um, so this bet means it's going to be two one either side, three two either side, kind of a thing. And you know that kind of goes against these opening Liverpool draws, but uh, I think Liverpool have the advantage here, even away from home. We still don't know what we're getting from Manchester United on a game-to-game basis. So the one thing that worries me here is that, you know, Eric Ten Hag, I don't know, I guess he tries to tell his team to play better defense and they play more defensive. Um, I don't, you know, that's why I'm kind of not betting on that to work, even if they they try to do that. So let's go. Both teams to score, no draw, plus 120. You usually get better odds with these, but uh, just because of the the high over-under on this one, the high implied goal total, you only get plus 120. I like Mozart to score, plus 100. It seems like your bet is is better, but... Uh, we said I, that last week, though, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> um, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, don't put that juju on me like I did something smart. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, I, I won't say anything, but plus 120... <laughs> I was hoping for like plus one fifty on this, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll get uh, we'll get the Salah brace and we'll get Ronaldo the score. We'll get like a two one Liverpool win, three one win, something like that. I'm just hoping like that the lack of you know attacking options for Liverpool doesn't hurt them completely. We also didn't mention uh, the Joe Gomez slash Nathaniel Phillips situation on the Liverpool back line, which. You know, obviously a downgrade when you're going from guys like Kanate, guys like Joe Matip on the back line, going to Joe Gomez, who, you know, he played fullback last season, to Nathaniel Phillips, who was on loan last season. So yeah. I think that, that that does help, you know, guys like Ronaldo and whoever up front for two, Manchester United. So two, th- two things about that, Adam. I'm glad you mentioned it, first of all, because I had Crystal Palace, uh, uh, or I had both teams to not score in that Palace-Liverpool game last week. Had I known Nathaniel Phillips was in the starting 11, maybe I think twice about that. But, you know, we're out here. We're always recording on a Thursday morning, getting after it. And, you know, I didn't know that. So, whatever. Anyways, um, but also, you know, another part of that is put some respect on Joe Gomez's name, okay? Well, he, he this played is a fullback man. last season. Yeah. Well, he also played center back when they won the Premier League and, and conceded the least amount of goals. So That was, you know, a, different, Mando- that was a different Premier League. It, it's – it's a different league now, okay? Yeah, okay, different league, whatever. But <laughs> they ran away with the Premier League, you know? So, And they were the featured pairing at center back there. Um, so like, let's not act like Joe Gomez hasn't all played right, center back before. I okay? apologize. Yeah, I apologize. all right, let's back it up. But, yeah, so th- th- those are my two points. Respect okay. that Joe Gomez's name and Nathaniel Phillips as our fifth center – as the Liverpool fifth center back. You know, maybe you see him in the starting 11, and you're like, ah, I might take – 
I might take both teams to score. Last week, it was respect on Luka Milivojevic's name, <laughs> and now it's respect at Joe Gomez's name. Okay, uh, and then he came, he came in that game and absolutely destroyed somebody <laughs> on a tackle. So, like like I said, I, I'm one for one on respect. I'm giving respect. All right. Well, this this could mean a, a Liverpool, you know, win to nil or something like that. But right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so we have our team parlay. Last week, we – man, I should write these down. I can't remember. I had, I had Nottingham Forest double chance. Someone commented that they had no faith in Nottingham Forest to do anything against West Ham. They won. Nottingham Forest won 1-0. I took them double chance. It was a great bet by me. And then, Chris, you took something that I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. It was another minus 155 bet. I've gone back-to-back on my minus 155 bets. I had Newcastle the first week. And then what was it? Was it Leeds double chance? Yeah, it it was. was, No, was it? Would it have been them against Southampton? It might have been Leeds minus 155 double chance. I think you're right. Okay, so we had a couple double chances. This week, we the double chances aren't really there. Uh, like you're looking at the screen, no. I mentioned it earlier. It's just not the same. You got all these these fa- road favorites, away favorites. All the top teams are away from home, and they're favored. That doesn't really lead to a lot of good double chance bets, unless you want to go against Manchester City, unless you want to go against Liverpool, you want to go with Bournemouth against Arsenal, unless you want to do something crazy like that. So we're leads against Chelsea is the only one I would entertain. Yeah, and then even then, plus one sixty. That's the only one I got. Yeah, yeah. So not great. uh, As Chris knows, I had a lot of conversations with myself about what (laughs) I was going to take here. Uh, I believe I was going. I initially had over on Leeds, Chelsea, the over two and a half goals. But two weeks ago, I had Leicester City to win. They're up two nil. Let it. Let it. You know, it just didn't work out this week. I'm still going Leicester City. You know what? They're home against Southampton. Southampton haven't been too impressive. Uh, what it was? They were. I mean, another game that they were they were down two nil. Southampton was, um, and then they came back. And this was at home. They were down two nil at home against Leeds. Not a great sign. They didn't show much against Tottenham before that, and then. I think it was the last match of last season where Leicester City won 4-1 in this spot. So that's a pretty good sign right there. I I like Leicester City. Uh, they just really haven't put 
I don't know. They just haven't put things together. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but I like them to win. I don't like Southampton. I don't like the way they're playing. I'm not sure about their defense. Their defense is still a mystery. They had a lot of issues last season. And last stat I'll give here, uh, they had a negative. They had a minus 23 goal differential away from home last season. They lost 10 of 19 away matches and there you go. That's the stat. Leicester City, money line minus 115. Chris, you're going Tottenham. Explain yourself. Yeah, I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up here, though, first. Also, another interesting bet in this game is uh, over three and a half plus 160 goals in that Leicester City um, match because I guess there's three teams that have, have conceded or averaging three goals conceded per match, and that's Southampton. Um, what was the other one? I'm looking at our hand again at our, at our handy dandy cheat sheet. Southampton, Leicester, and Manchester United have all conceded six goals through two games here. So keep an eye on that. Also, yeah, here I am, Tottenham minus one and a half plus one ten to add to our parlay, which gives us a two plus noon two ninety two. Tottenham so far they beat Southampton four one, and then of course we had that riveting two two um, draw against Chelsea last weekend, where the the off the field was a little bit more riveting than the actual match. I mean, we didn't get any action till till kind of basically later in the match. But they're based on Wolves' side, who news just broke this morning that I guess Wolverhampton are you know absolutely fleecing. I, I, this is no disrespect to Morgan Gibbs White, but they're getting forty five million pounds for him from uh, Nottingham. So I feel like didn't Calvin Phillips go for like fifty five or around that same 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 amount? I don't know and, what's going on. We'll see if. Let's see if that amount's correct, but it doesn't seem right. We we are getting this from the the athletic who, whom I trust um, for for my news sources, but maybe that's like you know add-ons and you know performance bonuses and stuff like that. That so maybe it's like a lower fee with add-ons. But anyways, Wolves are selling a guy who started their first two matches, and you know they're without a couple other guys who are t- who are typically in their back line. Meanwhile, Tottenham's attack. Obviously didn't, you know, they still scored two goals last weekend, but they didn't look as good as they did against Southampton to be expected against Chelsea. But I think Tottenham are going to run away with this one. Um, so I'm taking them minus one and a half uh, for plus 110 odds. Last season, let's see how they, um, I think they have to remind myself how they did again. I think Wolves might have taken a result against them actually, but um, Wolves, they took them 2-2 in the League Cup, two penalties, and then they beat them 2-0, um, and then Tottenham 1-1-0. So, but I think Tottenham, another season, uh, a little bit full preseason under Antonio Conte here. I think that they'll win this one by at least two goals, and that's why we're going to get that one out, plus 110. What are your thoughts on that, Adam? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shying away from what I've done in the, in the past here. I had two minus 155 bets on our parlays, and now I'm going plus 110. I like it. I think Tottenham, they're going to get the opportunities. And that's it just depends if they're going to convert them or not. That's that's kind of like this Wolves team. You know they're going to play defensive. You know it's just not going to – they're not going to get opportunities themselves just the way they play. I mean, they, they've been doing a 4-2-3-1 to start the season. Uh, last season it was a lot of, you know, 3-4-2-1, 3-4-3 kind of a thing. So looks like Bruno Lodge changed up – the formation and I'm not sure that's working right now. Um, you know, they, they let Connor Cody go. They're just riding, there's riding uh, Collins and Kilman in the back. You know, Collins was, you know, basically a backup center back for Burnley last season. He, he got starts because uh, 
you know, Ben, me and Tarkowski were injured, that kind of a thing. So, you know, they were relying on a relegated center back, Kilman, uh, in a new formation. They're letting Gibbs White go. I know they brought in Goncalo Geddish uh, from Valencia. They brought in, they just brought in uh, Nunez, Matthias Nunez from Sporting Lisbon. They're adding guys, Joe Montino. We'll see if he's healthy enough to start here. So we got questions. They're already not a deep team. They sub probably the least amount in the league. It just depends if Kane and Son are going to put those goals in. And yeah, that's what it comes down to. I, I think they will. I think they will because they will get the opportunities. They scored 39 goals at home last season. They averaged two goals a match. And I think if they get two goals in this match, I think that will be enough because I don't, I'm not going to bet on Wolverhampton to score. So, um, yeah, team parlay. Let's go two and one after this. Let's do it to him. Um, let's see if we get Hungman's son off the, uh, off the uh, Schneid here. He's scoreless in his first two. He's minus or plus 105 on the anytime goal scoring odds. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. He actually uh, was substituted against Chelsea, uh, and Kulishevsky was not last week because Richarlison came on. So that's, I guess that's something to, to keep an eye on with, with Tottenham going forward. It seems like Sun isn't uh, there for the guaranteed 90 minutes anymore because, because of Richarlison. And uh, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, yeah, there's a chance that it's Kulishevsky and, and Richarlison swapping minutes going forward. But yeah. that's all we got. Again, Team Parlay, Leicester City money line combined with Tottenham minus one and a half. That's plus 292 odds. And I will say we're one on one on our parlay, but our goal is a minimum of plus 200 on all of these parlays. Uh, that means even though we're one and one, uh, we're still up money because we hit on, I think it was a plus 221 odds last week. Going yep. forward, or maybe after about four or so weeks, four or five weeks, I am keeping track of our money results uh, as well. So. Uh, maybe I'll put those in the graphic at some point, but yeah, we're up a hundred or something bucks on our parlays and Chris is not up on his other bets, but you know, that's how it goes. But Chris, Actually, you know, we appreciate the reminder, Adam. We really do. <laughs> this is, Adam hit me up earlier this week. And I forgot what you said. You're like, Oh, but you missed your bets this weekend. I was like, you know, and this is in the middle of the Liverpool game. So I'm like, okay, Adam, you know, really, really needed to know that right now, right after Wilf, Wilf Zaha just netted. <laughs> yeah, Zaha. Speaking of Zaha, I'm still riding the uh, Zaha golden boot bet. He's got one, so we're getting closer. We're getting closer by the match. <laughs> but rotowire.com slash soccer trial, you can get everything. You can get our cheat sheets. You can get all this good stuff, lineups, injuries, weather. Chris, thanks for joining me again. Uh, the goal is always 6-0 and on our bets, 1-0 and on our parlay, a 7-0 and week for kits and wagers. Uh, we'll get there. We have 38 chances to do that, and I think we can do it at least once. So every That's week we'll, we'll just hope for it. So, yep. Chris, you are at chron8 on Twitter. I am at rotosadroik. Thanks for watching. If you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube or Twitter, make sure to hit that thumbs up, like, and subscribe. And this will be, as usual, in your podcast feed. Make sure to you know leave us some reviews on Apple. Tell us uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. It, it's fine. You know we can take the criticism. Okay, uh, we are transparent here as well. We do show our records. We do show our wins and losses. 
But Chris, you have to start your day at 7.28 a.m. You have to start your day. But thanks for joining me, and we'll see everyone next week. Thanks, Adam.